You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. If you'd like to get a free copy, just send a text to 33444 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 33444. Let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Meredith Crawford. And she's the founder of Salerno Media. She's an exceptional business marketing and storytelling expert who helps small businesses get out of the vicious cycle of feast and famine. So I want to welcome her to the show. Welcome, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me, Dennis. Yeah, you're welcome. I know you have quite the extensive corporate career, but now you've pivoted over the last few years and and started your own business. So that's exciting. We're going to dive into that. But what we're really going to talk about today that I think the audience is going to enjoy is we're going to talk about why storytelling is so critical in marketing in today's age, right? And you're, you know, you're an expert in storytelling. You've got a lot to share there. That's one of the things we're really going to unpack today. But before we do that, could you give us a quick backdrop or a quick backstory of kind of how you got here? And then we'll dig right in. Absolutely. I spent, as you mentioned, my corporate career was in email marketing. And email marketing is such a cutthroat industry where it's highly competitive. There are lots of competitors. And the basics of email technology is the same, where you have the emails, you have the servers, and you get the emails out the door for your clients and into their customers' mailboxes. So creating difference was a way to capture market share. And one way to create difference is through storytelling. And so that's how I really ended up falling into storytelling was to help my company gain more market share in their market because it was so competitive. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your business. What exactly do you do? I know storytelling is obviously a part of it, but give us a little bit of a framework of what your business does for clients. Yes. Storytelling is part of the framework. What I do is at Salerno, we do coaching and digital marketing services for small business owners and entrepreneurs. So we help them articulate their stories, find their target market, and bring their product to their target customers and connect with them using storytelling and content creation, email marketing, social media marketing, and web development. Great. So you're, you're an overall agency. So you touch a lot of it, strategy as well as the tactics. And you've got, you teach as well as you have done for you services. Correct. Awesome. Okay, great. So could you give us a sense of how big Slurno is today? I mean, when did you start the business? I started the business almost exactly a year ago. Oh, wow. Okay, great. So you're almost a year in. So that's exciting. You know, in the last year, where are you at now? I mean, I'm sure whether that be employees or contractors or percentage growth or revenue, however you want to frame it, could you give me a sense as to where how big the business is today, a year later? Yeah. So we have definitely grown. We work primarily with nonprofits 
and solopreneurs. So we have a roster of, I think, over a dozen clients that we work with. Of course, since we are an agency, deal sizes vary, but we like to be very hands-on and very impactful and supportive for our clients. Perfect. Okay, great. So what's the, you know, you're in the early stages of your business and it sounds to me like you've niched down, right? You've got two niches, which is your nonprofit and your solopreneur. So now that you've kind of got those nailed down, what's the number one strategy that you're using today to get new clients for your business? I use social media marketing, partially because it's new to me. And so I'm learning and really honing my social media skills as I'm developing my own business. And partially because naturally I like to connect to people. So it works for me to reach out to someone or to connect with someone on social media and then take it offline and develop the relationship from there. So how, what does that typically look like? I mean, you're on Facebook, you're inside of a group, you see a conversation, you start it that way, and then you pivot it offline or you do in much more targeted outreach. I mean, peel that onion back for me a little bit more in, in what that would look like with a, you know, a typical person that you would connect with and then convert the conversation offline. Sure. So some of it is through my own personal page. I do have a company page, but my personal network is still grew larger than my company network, which is at this time still intentional because I want them tied into me and I I want them to be attracted to me and to the services that I provide. And then, uh, of course, my team under me who are supporting me. So I do a lot of high touch, very strategic and highly targeted outreach rather than mass. I am in some groups. I have run a few ads and I'm also very active on LinkedIn. So if you had to pick a platform for your business that you were going to do this outreach strategy that you think you've been able to make the most, you know, you've been able to generate the most revenue or most clients what would it be? Facebook, LinkedIn, other? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay, great. So you're doing much more targeted outreach through LinkedIn, starting a dialogue, nurturing that conversation and converting it offline. Right. Great. I love it. Perfect. Well, I've done a lot of that over the last decade. So we have that in common. <laughs> LinkedIn has been a big platform for me over the last, particularly the last 10 years. So we definitely have that in common. So let's move on. So, you know, I know that you're new to the entrepreneurial side. This is your first company you've started or founded, I should say, right? You've been involved in a lot of different businesses, but this is the first business that you've founded yourself, right? So it's a little different. Obviously, there's probably more risk. There's probably a lot of different thoughts going through your mind. But knowing what you know now, a year after starting the business, what would you do different at the beginning, day one, to help you get further faster? If you could pick one thing, what would it be? I would have been more aggressive in my outreach earlier on, and I would not have waited so long for things like a website or company pages online to start attracting clients. Okay, great. All right. So let's talk about storytelling because I know you have a lot of experience there, whether it be email or social or video or whatever channel you're using, storytelling is a big, big part of marketing today. It's become such a big part of what we do. So if you could do us a favor, I know that you had three reasons why storytelling is so important. Could you unpack that for us? Talk a little bit about that so that my audience can 
can get a better handle on that? Absolutely. But I want to preface this by saying what I've talked about by storytelling is brand storytelling. It's creating the overall narrative arc and experience for your customers. A lot of people, when they say they're storytellers, what they mean is that they use storytelling techniques inside of a social media post. What I do is I take storytelling techniques and I apply it to the whole brand. So that's an important point of difference right there. No, I'm glad you clarified that. No, that's good. Very good. All right. So maybe maybe throughout this, maybe you could, you know, I'm sure it'll become more evident once you start diving into it. So with brand storytelling, what it does is that it creates difference. It sets you apart from your competitors. It gives your brand a 360 where it almost takes on flesh and bones and a personality of its own. And it helps through doing that, it helps your brand to become more relevant and also more memorable to your customers. Now, in B2B storytelling versus B2C storytelling, B2B storytelling, you tell more of the story of what it would be like for your company to help your customer and what their experience is going to be like. With B2C, your storytelling is still about how your customer would experience you, but it's on a much more individual level. And it's, hesitate to say this, but it's almost more about the brand and less about the customer experience. Okay. So you talked about a few things there. I just want to kind of try to frame those. One you talked about, the question was, why is storytelling important? And one of the things you said was, it allows you to be, you know, share why you're different. That's one of them, right? The other one was it gives you a 360, I think you said 360 brand approach where I think you mentioned that. And then the other one, I just want to make sure we touch on all three and unpack them because this is very second nature to you, obviously, (laughs) but my audience might be scratching their head. So I just want to make sure we touch on each one. Could you take each one and unpack it a little bit further for us? Sure. So the third one you were missing there is creating something that's memorable. Okay. The first creating difference Since I'm an email person by trade, I'm going to go and use two email examples. One is YesMail and the other is SendGrid. Both are sizable email marketing companies. But when you look at their brand and their story, they are different. And what their story is, is how somehow they formed, but really how they will improve the lives of their customers, which are companies since they're B2B. And Syngrid talks about being industry leading, likes to splash its big customers around. And its brand and its story is about being very scrappy. It's the scrappy little email company that has basically taken over the world and the industry. On the other hand, you have YesMail. And YesMail is a longer, it's an older company, and it is about helping you exceed your customers' expectations through not just email marketing, but cross-channel marketing. And it's also very data-driven as a company. So the characters of the companies are different. If you talk to the people from the companies, their personalities and how they talk about their companies are different, even though that they're both selling email marketing services. Got it. No, that makes sense. So, so they have a their overall story and message that they're looking to deliver and differentiate themselves 
is very different, even though they're selling almost identical service from a, you know, from a layman's terms, correct? Correct. Okay, great. That makes total sense. All right. So if you want to expand on that, or if you want to touch on the next one, that'd be great. Well, the next one comes out of that, which is creating that 360 brand and creating a brand that has flesh and personality and not just your label with a logo up on the shelf. Okay. And creating that is from the story. It's how it's the words you use to convey your brand. It's the words you use to hit, to create difference and to describe yourself to your customers and the benefits they'll feel. And if you look, and it's also a bit of the visuals. So if you look at the two companies, Yesmail and Syngrid, what you see are very different. The companies have different personalities. Syngrid, of course, I used in the my earlier description as being scrappy, as this little scrappy company that's taking over the industry. And that is comes from their language and their story and how they describe themselves. And Yesmail being this larger entity and also so Yesmail describes itself as being revolutionary. Syngrid describes itself as being proven, being able to scale. Really, this company that's still still new, but it's now industry leading. So even just in those terms between industry leading and revolutionary, you get a sense of what that company is going to be like to work with or how the company thinks about themselves. And that's all part of creating that 360 brand. Okay, so... How do you, you, maybe you hit it and maybe I missed it, but what's one way that, you know, a B2B organization, give me an example of how a B2B company can start creating this 360 brand. I know you talked about the story and how that fits into it, but what type of content might that involve? Can you give me an example of that? Yes. So to start with, It's helpful to sit down if you're just starting a brand from scratch or just starting a story from scratch. It's helpful to sit down with your customer team and talk and have a discussion about how they relate to customers or how the customers perceive them. Like, is it the helpful nerd? Is it sort of ask Jeeves-like? And get a sense of sort of that character they are in the minds of their customers. And then from there, you can pick key phrases. Your customer service team, if you're creating, if you're an established company and you are just developing your story now, they already have an idea of who you are and your story in their minds. And so taking those words, taking that phrase and those characters and then matching it with colors, with iconography and with just very distinct visuals. For instance, if your brand is very, we'll say, serious and knowledgeable and, again, serious, then having the colors that you use, like you probably wouldn't want to use pink and purple in that case, maybe you would, but you would want to go more towards the straight lines, the square edges, rather than the rounded or the curves or the broken lines. Because the curves and the broken lines from a graphic perspective convey sort of a sense of fun, a sense of openness, a sense of kind of being free-flowing. But if that doesn't fit who you are in the minds of your customers, there's going to be that mismatch and your story won't stick. Got it. 
Okay, so you talked about difference. You talked about the 360 brand. And then the last one is being memorable. Could you talk about that for a minute? Being memorable, again, comes out of these other two. And it comes from the experience that they have with your story. So if you have awesome customer service or awesome, again, email marketing, deliverability, or if there's something that you have grabbed onto as a way that is different from your competitors and really amplified that through creating the 360 brand. And if their experience matches that, then you will become memorable. Okay, perfect. All right, great. So we covered the three, being different, being memorable, and the 360 brand. That's awesome. So let's move forward and talk a little bit more about your business. So, you know, you just started this business about a year ago. And you're obviously founding this business, one of your first businesses you've ever founded. What's been the biggest challenge that you faced up to today in growing this business and rapidly growing your business? If you had to pick one, because I know the there, biggest, I know you have different ones every day. <laughs> right. Uh, really overall, just reflecting on the last arc of the past year, it's been the shift from managing to founding. And with founding comes a lot more, I don't want to say responsibility, but suddenly you have, you're aware of skill sets that you don't have. And then from there, being able to hire into positions and hire before you're ready and building your team before you fully feel ready to build your team has been a big lesson in growth. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Listen, these next two questions, we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire. What's your favorite growth tool or software that you're using today to grow your business? There are so many great growth tools out there. If I had to pick just one, it would be probably ActiveCampaign. ActiveCampaign, perfect. And what's one book that you would recommend to my audience? Oh, loaded question. One of my first jobs was a bookseller. So once a bookseller, always a bookseller. I absolutely love anything by Bernadette Jiwa, who's a storyteller out of Australia. She has some awesome stuff on marketing and storytelling. For leadership, I'm currently reading Ben Horowitz's The Hard Thing About Hard Things, which is just, it's less of a founder's book and more of a manager's book, but he really hits the nail on the head with the leadership lessons that are often not talked about. like. How do you fire your friends? Mm, Yeah, that's a tough one. Interesting. All right. Well, I'll definitely make a note. I'll put those links in the show notes. And for now, we're going to wrap it up. So let everybody know, Meredith, how they can connect with you, learn more about Salerno Media, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Perfect. So you can go to salernomedia.com. We have a brand workbook there that you can download and take home and work through. It's great for both B2B and B2C marketers. And then the best way to connect with me personally is on LinkedIn. My profile is, of course, LinkedIn slash in slash Meredith Crawford one. And I am happy to connect with and delighted to connect with anyone there. Perfect. Well, listen, I'll make sure I put those links in the show notes. I want to thank you for being a part of the show. Congrats on all your success. I look forward to hearing more success in the years to come. And I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Thank you again, Dennis. Thanks, Meredith. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.